Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Aces with love stop. Picked up by Gray. She can go coast to coast. There's three. There's two. She's going to launch from three. Chelsea Gray for three. Unbelievable. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Jackie's got it. Aces got numbers. Three on two. To Plum for three. KP. Ring it up. Boom. Shaka waka waka boom. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. T.C. Martin. To Bay. She's open for three. She sees it. She's got the bucket. One, two, three times for Bay Bay. T.C. Martin. And you got that right. Money won't change it. Raquana. Bay Bay Williams. This is the greatest show. The ball is in the air. The Las Vegas Aces have won their very first WNBA championship. The doctor is now here. And a happy Friday to wherever you are, we are in the brand spanking new facility for the Las Vegas Aces, the multi-million dollar facility that is just open for the players and the staff here, and uh, we are so happy and proud to be broadcasting live here from the Las Vegas Aces new facility. T.C. Martin and my tag team partner Marco D'Angelo in the house. And today we got plenty of aces on tap uh, today. Asia Wilson will be joining us, the reigning two-time MVP of the WNBA and the reigning coach of the year, Becky Hammond, will join us as well. The uh, general manager, Natalie Williams, and Kayla George, who came over from Australia. And uh, she is a, one of the newest members of the Las Vegas Aces, all in the house here today. And so we'll be bringing that to you. Plus... NBA playoffs, the Golden State Warriors will try to close out the Sacramento Kings tonight in game number six in San Francisco. Uh, that game will be getting underway about an hour or so after we're done, 5 o'clock Pacific time. And then the nightcap tonight, the Lakers and the Memphis Grizzlies, a closeout game for the Lakers. we got that to talk about. And, of course, as you well know, the Golden Knights victorious last night. So they get a little bit of a rest now as they defeat the Winnipeg Jets in five games. 4-1 the final score there last night. 4-1 the series count uh, as well. So congratulations to the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights for uh, moving on. And next up for them, the Edmonton Oilers or the LA Kings. We'll talk about that today. And then, of course, let's talk about the NFL draft that uh, round number one in the books from last night in Kansas City. The Raiders got the guy that they were hoping for. They got Tyree Wilson, the outside linebacker from Texas Tech. So we'll give you some thoughts uh, on the first round of the NFL draft and also a look ahead of uh, what takes place tonight as round number two will take place and then uh, two and three and then rounds four through seven will get underway tomorrow. All right. So glad to have you with us here today for the next uh, two hours, nonstop sports talk and a nice little focus uh, on the Las Vegas Aces. We'll get into that. Like we said, the defending uh, champs of the WNBA opening their brand new facility. Marco D'Angelo is in the house with me. Marco, glad that you can make it out here, my friend. And, uh, why don't you talk about this place? <laughs> it is impressive. That is, uh, one thing I can say. They, uh, didn't spare any, uh, expenses here. I mean, they, they first class all the way around and, uh, I'm impressed and mm. takes a lot to impress me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our good friend Mark Davis, uh, he did, didn't cut any corners here. I mean, this is fantastic. It's kind of really a mirror image of, 
the Raiders facility, which is right next door. Obviously, it's not nearly as large because you don't have a couple of big football fields. And, yeah. But, uh, you know, you've got two fantastic uh, full-length uh, basketball courts. Uh, actually have... Uh, great padded chairs where you could seat 500 people in here for scrimmages and, and that sort of thing. But this facility is just, it, it, it encompasses everything. And it is truly a one-of-a-kind, state-of-the-art facility. This is the first time that uh, a team has ever built a dedicated basketball facility solely for a WNBA team. So leave it to Mark Davis uh, for that and Nikki Vargas and, you know, the great people involved with the Aces. But seriously, this is the most elaborate in basketball. It is compared to uh, some of the best in the NBA. And I've been fortunate enough to see some of the new arenas in the NBA, especially uh, the one in San Francisco, the home of the Warriors, because that's only, you know, two years old. Uh, the Warriors practice facility has nothing on this facility with the Aces. It is just glamorous it's elaborate uh the locker rooms are spectacular you've actually got um an amazing weight room you've got hot tubs you've got saunas you got cryotherapy and you have everything under one roof that you can think of uh food which is of course a, a big fan <laughs> a team store that is here <laughs> and uh yeah, uh, it, it's great to be able to experience this. So um, a little open house uh, coming for uh, the media today. They'll get a chance uh, to see this a little bit. And then, of course, uh, the Aces will be opening up training camp on Sunday. So all the players are here, ready to go. Asia Wilson will be in the house joining us this hour. And, of course, uh, Becky Hammond as well next hour. So, But uh, we're very happy and very proud to be, uh, you know, of course, partners with the Las Vegas Aces. And I'm looking forward to... Uh, back uh, in Mandalay Bay calling all the action once it starts here. Uh, May the 20th on the road as the Aces will open up against the Seattle Storm. And then, of course, the home opener will be here against the L.A. Sparks on May the 27th. But uh, just a fantastic facility. Oh, absolutely, TC. And you look at this facility, and we've said it numerous times on the show, and obviously you're much closer to the Aces. This is not a hobby for Mark Davis. And he is really taking... <laughs> the WNBA and just moving it into a, a different atmosphere. I mean, because, you know, we've talked about it before, the travel situations and things that hardships that the teams had to go through in the early stages of the WNBA. And here we are, you know, one season removed from a championship, the first professional championship for uh, Vegas. And it's the, you know, the Las Vegas Aces and this facility just, you know, I can, you know, you, if you listen real quietly, I think you can hear Mark's dad saying, just win, baby. You know, I mean, because if you're recruiting a free agent, okay, we already know the tax benefits to, you know, athletes playing in, in Nevada. You bring them to a facility like this and you're right next door to the, to the Raiders facility. That's a got to be a selling point. I, I mean, absolutely. You know, with, Comparison to the rest of the league. Mm -hmm. Yes, the rest of the league is going to have to pony up and, you know, and start, you know, yeah. raising their, you know, their, the bar on their facilities. Well, I, I guarantee that had something to do with the Aces landing Candace Parker. I mean, one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Yes, she's towards the end of her career, but a, a great player. And a lot of people are asking, okay, how's Candace Parker going to fit in with this team that already won a championship when you have, you know, these elite all stars? Like uh, Asia Wilson and Kelsey Plum and, you know, um, Chelsea Gray, just to name a few. And, you know, as, as Candace came back and said, it goes, Hey, I'm just 
you know, I'm just blessed to be able to have a chance to compete for another championship and to play with people that she's played with on the U.S. Olympic team uh, and competed against uh, for so long. I mean, she is genuinely excited. She's going to have no problem fitting in because, yeah, she's not going to, you know, have to carry the load like she did in Chicago or like she did in L.A. where she won, you know, two championships. She's looking for a third and add that to her resume and she'll, uh, you know, She's ready to go as the, the the team will start to training camp on Sunday. But I think she'll fit in very nicely. She said all the right things so far. And, uh, and I think our listeners are really going to enjoy, uh, listening and hearing and watching Candace Parker play for this team. And let's start. Who wouldn't want to play for Becky Hammond? There you go. You, you've got the best facility in the <laughs> WNBA right now. You have one of the best coaching minds. And you know, I'm a big fan of pop mm-hmm. coach pop. Okay. And that's the, you know, that's the coaching tree she came down from. You can't learn from anybody better. Uh, you've got the best of everything right here. The mm-hmm. best roster mm-hmm. in the WNBA to start the season, defending champs. And the nucleus of that roster, as you've said many times, is locked up for a few years. So get used to it, Vegas. <laughs> We're getting spoiled. I mean, yeah. for a team, for a town that had no sports, TC, mm-hmm. This is, this is crazy with yeah. the success that the Golden Knights had, mm-hmm. the Aces had, and hopefully the Raiders will be not far behind. And everybody in this town now, including UNLV, even though they're not a professional team from the college aspect, have really improved their facilities. We talk about the Fertitta football complex, mm-hmm. what's happening there. The Mendenhall Center for UNLV basketball is Amazing. And of course, then, you know, they're playing their games, uh, the football side at Allegiant Stadium. You talk about, uh, the Raiders facility playing at Allegiant Stadium, but their facility next door, fantastic. And now for the Aces to, for Mark Davis to build this facility right next door and to get this thing up in under a year mm-hmm. is incredible. And to put this really in perspective, where this franchise came from after the MGM purchased it, you know, from uh, San, the San Antonio Stars and bringing them here. And San, they were not a, a very successful franchise. First thing they do is they hire Bill Lambeer, which gives you instant credibility. You're owned by one of the mega conglomerate casinos uh, in the world with the MGM. Uh, Mark Davis comes in, becomes a fan after, you know, having courtside seats for the first couple seasons and says, you know, yeah, I'd, I'd like to buy this. And they said, well, let's work out a deal. <laughs> and since Mark Davis has taken over, the staff has grown exponentially. The facilities obviously now are off the chart. And to put this, like I said, in perspective, you know, and Asia Wilson will talk to her about this when she comes on to see where this franchise has gone. And I've really have felt sorry for a lot of these players and staff because they had home court at Mandalay Bay, but they shared that, uh, that building, you know, with Mandalay Bay MGM resorts because you had concerts, you had conventions, you had other sports, you know, championship boxing, MMA, you had all those things going on. So it's really cool. I mean, Dana White's done his thing with UFC with his performance center where, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're seeing everybody have their own facilities and to see where this franchise has come, where they would have to, you know, when Manly Bay was not available, they would have to practice at UNLV. And a lot of times they'd have to, you know, practice in the back at, at, at the, the practice facility, the back of the Thomas and Mack Center. Sometimes they couldn't even, you know, uh, practice in the Thomas and Mack or in the Cox Pavilion. And it was just, it was dreadful. The, I remember going to so many practices in the first couple of seasons where you have to go out to high schools. They would be at high schools and junior high schools having to practice because they didn't have the facilities. So now, dream come true for everyone who's been around this organization since the inception in 2018, and to come in here and just like, wow, 
not only do you have everything at your disposal, but it is the Taj Mahal of training facilities. That'll be a great question when you have Asia on, because yeah. you know, I remember when she was drafted and I was doing a, a show, you know, back at the studio and she, you know, had come into the studio, right. you know, with Bill and, you know, and so she's been here from day one. Yeah. So to see the evolution of this team and what it's done, you know, and get to the, you know, and this is, you know, someone that had great success in college, you know, and then come here and, you know, go full circle, start from scratch and build this to where they are. And hopefully we're talking about, you know, a dynasty, uh, you know, right. And uh, not only the, the great training, you know, facilities that we mentioned with the two full courts and everything else that we talked about, but we have our own broadcast studio here too, Marco. Yeah. So there you go. And, and, you know, the Raiders have that next door as well too. So now, you know, to be able to have this studio here where we can do shows, uh, you know, anytime now, uh, it's fantastic. Yeah. The room, the facility is, I want, tell everybody what your, what your, I want, uh, your reaction when I brought you in here for the first time. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> definitely, you know, nothing against the studio that we're at, you know, it's a, but it's, it's a big step up and we're sitting here perched high atop, you know, seeing the, you know, the, the practice courts are right below us and it just, it's state of the art green room here. You know, we could, you know, Hey, we can get a camera in here and do, uh, There's plenty do a of we could, we, we could do stream, live stream. Look like, at you all light up. There you hey, go. There we go. You want, you want to release your pics in here now, right? Well, yeah. But yeah. I tell you what. Better though, than your if, home studio? If, uh, just, just a tad, just a tad. <laughs> but I know one thing we would, it, it's pretty bright in here. If we did a live stream, there'd be a couple. <laughs> glaring spots from, uh, we, we might have to wear hats because <laughs> hats are two pace we, 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 we both have the same hair dude. thank you very little <laughs> wait wait hold on you had to say that didn't you hold on yeah marco are you talking trash about my studio <laughs> are you saying we're not good enough because we don't have courtside <laughs> views okay i've done shows with tc four different places in the last year um you're four. We're number four. I get you. I understand. You, you haven't hit the podium yet. <laughs> you haven't hit the medal stand. It's it's quite all right. Okay, there you go. All right. We appreciate Numchuk. Uh, you know, you being about twenty miles away uh, from us uh, in the studio, anchoring it down. I appreciate you, my friend. We're, we're I will thinking turn about you, you off. There you go. <laughs> all right. Uh, so much to hit on. Real quick, uh, Marco. Thoughts on the game last night? Uh, being there, we had another electric uh, atmosphere at T-Mobile Arena as the Golden Knights close out the. Winnipeg Jets, uh, 4-1 the score, 4-1 in games. So there you have it. The the Golden Knights get themselves a nice little rest. And remember, they opened the series with a loss. You know, a week and a half ago, they lose 4-1. Then they come back and they win 5-2. Then they go to Winnipeg and they, uh, you know, had two very tough games. The 5-4 game, the double overtime victory. And then uh, they won 4-2. And then they closed it out last night pretty much uh, – in in easy fashion. I mean, before you could even get your popcorn, I mean, Chandler Stevenson is is lighting the lamp, you know, 42 seconds into, or rather 50 seconds into the game um, with a goal. And then pretty much the rest of the first period was they, they slowed the pace down. There was only 13 shots combined between the two teams, eight by the Golden Knights and, uh, you know, five by uh, the Jets. And then what happens? They go in the locker room. They come out. Boom! Forty-two seconds later, here comes Mark Stone. It's like deja vu. Two nothing. Then they started to roll. Added uh, you know three goals in that second period. And uh, you know honestly, the Golden Knights were not even threatened last night. Not at all. And outside of the game that they they blew the four-one lead and ended up going into the double overtime game, that was the series, in my opinion. That game. 
them being able to find a way to win in the double overtime, I think is the turning point of the series. Because if they would have blown that game, that would have been tough to come back from having the four one lead on on the road, give up a goal with what, what was there twenty one seconds left in regulation yep. when they got the tying goal. Mm. But let's go full circle. You talked about they lost the first game of the series. Do you remember all of the? And again, you know, I, I love our fans, but. They're not true. They don't know the game. They're just spoiled with the success <laughs> that the, the game's are. Okay. How many people were, why they put Stone in there? They, they got to this point without Stone and this and that. You know, he should have played at the end of the season. He's rusty and this and that. Well, he couldn't play at the end of the season. Not because, you know, he wasn't healthy or not healthy. For the record, he wasn't healthy. What wasn't healthy is they couldn't put him on the roster before the end of the regular season because of the salary cap. The massaging uh, the teams do at the end of the season with the salary cap. So he needed a couple games to get in there. But why would you not want your best player, your team leader on there? And you saw the big difference in game two. And right now, the Golden Knights are as healthy as they have been at any point of the season. And we're going back to opening day. The roster. You had to have a healthy scratch for Phil Kessel last night. Right. Okay. Now, that's how tight the locker room is. You don't got any room. You got all hands on deck. And, uh, thank God I, you know, I wasn't 100% sure. And I said, do playoff games count in the Iron Man, you know, record? Because remember, Phil Kessel has the Iron Man. And I was, and, and it didn't affect it. It didn't affect right. it. And I'm saying, yeah. my God, that what a way that would be to, to, to have the that's record. That's exactly what I was thinking about last night. I, I was thinking that exact same thing. And we were talking about uh, in the media in the press box about, okay, wait, is this, does this count? Does it not count? But, you know, no, it doesn't. But I mean, I, I still don't know. I mean, how good that's got to feel, you know, for him. Uh, being left out last night. He's played well. Yeah. At the end of the season, he was playing as good. Mm-hmm. There's no question the best player, the most consistent player in, he doesn't get the limelight is William Carlson. He has played outstanding down, down mm-hmm. the stretch. Now, granted, Mark Stone's been a big, you know, a big jump to the team. What he did in game two after missing, you know, how many months, uh, just him being on the ice. Then you get Will Carrier back mm-hmm. last night. Right. Okay. I, it's it, Carrier why, for Kessel. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. things are looking good. And let's, how about Bruce Wah? Okay. 29 saves last night. Fantastic. And your first playoff series is against the team that, you know, Connor uh, Hellebach was his mentor. Mm-hmm. Okay. A good friend, mentor. He was the backup. How special was, does that have to be for him? Big time. And, and especially, you know, going back th- what this goaltending situation was, you didn't know what it was going to be. I mean, basically you had, you know, three youngsters that are going to battle it out. Then you bring in, you know, quick, and he hasn't seen the ice at all. And Broussois basically has won the job. He's kept the job. And, you know, very shaky game number one. No question about it. But the, the Knights rally for four consecutive victories. And Broussois has been very, very good. Uh, but as we know, it's going to get a lot tougher. And now they can rest and they await the winner of the Edmonton and the King series. That series right now, three, two in favor of Edmonton. So they have a closeout situation. Even though game six is in Los Angeles tomorrow. Two questions here. What do you think happens in this series? Who would you rather face? And, uh, you know, what do you think is going to happen next round? As a hockey fan, you want to see Vegas and 
Edmonton. Okay. You, you want to see? No question. Okay. All right. But that's and a little scary series if you're a Golden Knights fan, okay, too. I, well, that's why I said as a hockey fan. Okay. <laughs> okay. I said as a hockey fan. As a Golden Knights fan, I want to see the Kings. Yeah. No question about right. it. Right. But, you know, to have the best player in the game right now with McDavid for Edmonton, who wouldn't want to see that for seven games? The thing about it is with Connor McDavid, we've said this for the last four or five years, best player in the game, but he hasn't been on very good teams. But now it's really coming together for this young Edmonton team. And, you know, they were, they were very young, you know, years ago. And now, uh, we're seeing McDavid still, uh, skate at a very high level, but, uh, this team is scary, scary good. And we've talked about before how they close the season when in, you know, uh, 10 in a row, uh, to close the season, uh, phenomenal, uh, the way they are threatening uh, the Golden Knights for that top seed. Uh, that's a series that I think everybody, who follows hockey would love to see. Uh, like I said, could be great. Not going to be easy for the Golden Knights. And you may even say that the Edmonton has advantages in several different categories in that series. But the Golden Knights will have home ice advantage. Would you agree with if it is Vegas and Edmonton, we're going to get the cliche like we got in the NFL playoffs when it was Buffalo and Kansas City, and then it was the championship mm. game. That yeah. that's in essence the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Before yeah. the Western Conference yeah. Finals are played, yeah, in the semifinal, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's you're right, you're right, yeah. Especially if Colorado gets there, because even though they're the defending champs, and here we go again, we'll talk about this today when we mm-hmm. when we're talking with Becky Hammond, mm-hmm. is like it is so tough to go back to back in the Avalanche are feeling that right now. To one point to them, they've had a ton of injuries. Yeah. Okay, they have. They've had the that's se- part of it, though. I mean, they've had the season that the Knights had last year, yeah. as far mm-hmm. as injuries go. And uh, but how about the flip side to that story? Mm-hmm. The Seattle Kraken. I know. Okay, what a story! It kind of like the Golden Knights in their inaugural season. Actually, if you be honest about it, them doing it in the second year is actually better than what the Knights did in the first year because the Knights draft was unlike. Any other expansion draft we, we've ever Correct. seen. Yeah. Okay. Especially f- with the nucleus because of the goaltender that was available. You've never seen a Stanley Cup goaltender yeah. available in an expansion draft. Mm-hmm. And they were able to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Kraken did not have as good of a, a starting roster right. as the Golden Knights did, but to do what they did in, in year two mm-hmm. and you know, last year they were a fun team. They scored a lot of goals, but they gave up a lot of goals. They, Kind of, you know, they still were a high-scoring team this year, but they got a little bit of stability at the goalie position, and it's a great story. And imagine if they pull off the upset of Colorado. Mm. All right, uh, NFL draft uh, last night. Uh, round one is in the books. We got rounds two and three coming up today. The Raiders at so their seventh pick. Um, that was uh, Tyree Wilson, the outside linebacker. From Texas Tech. He was introduced to the media today, just uh, right next door to us. He was over there at 12 noon today, um, had some good things to say, and, uh, you know, handled the media very, very well. 6'6", 271 pounds. Last year, he had 61 tackles, 14 tackles for losses, seven sacks, but... You gotta remember, he was injured and he missed the last three games last year, the two regular season games, then he missed the bowl game. Um, a guy that spent two years at Texas A&M and then transferred to Texas Tech. Very good football player. There's no question about it. He was one of the better um, linebackers, maybe the top linebacker in this draft. 
And there was a lot of speculation. You know, we talked about it for the you know two, three weeks leading up to this, where are the Raiders going to go with that seventh overall selection? You know, you've got to hit this when you have a top seven selection. There was the talk about cornerback. Uh, I was glad they didn't go there. You know, I, I kept saying over and over, just, you know, you don't want to do that with a number seven pick. You need help on the offensive line. You need help in a couple different areas, uh, on defense. And, uh, they went, you know, uh, with, uh, a beast, you know, from, uh, from the outside linebacker position. Uh, how will he fare? We have no idea, but I like that pick better than going after one of the two cornerbacks which uh, they were talking about with Gonzalez from Oregon or Witherspoon from Illinois. Yeah, they definitely needed to help on the defensive side. They need to be able to have put some pressure on the quarterback. Uh I'm happy with that. You know, this is a team that still has to address the offensive line though, too. I, I mean, cuz we've talked about it. Jimmy Garoppolo is not have the same system that he had, you know, in San Francisco. Let's say similar system but he doesn't have the personnel. That, that, that he had, that he had uh, in New England or San Francisco. Okay. <laughs> okay. And he's going to be on the football field for a lot more downs, yeah. uh, you know, and he's going to be throwing the football a lot more because, you know, if the defense doesn't shore up, they're going to be playing from behind where in San Francisco, he had the luxury of playing from ahead and you had a power running game and great tight ends and receivers. It just, we'll see. But, uh, yes, that I'm happy with that pick, uh, for them. A lot of question marks on some other picks yesterday. Um, for me, I don't know about you, but the biggest head scratcher and I had to look twice. I thought I saw the number wrong when I saw the Colts reach for the quarterback they reached for at number four. I'm like, are you kidding me? He's had 13 starts. What's that remind you? Who does that remind you of? No, they're not the same style of quarterback. Okay. Cause this is a, you know, this quarterback is a much more athletic, mm-hmm. but Mitch Trubisky was all the rage and, and jumped up it, yeah. on, you know, in the draft boards and had 13 mm-hmm. starts. Yeah. At an ACC school that nobody plays defense, yeah. maybe one school in, in the conference. Yeah, that, that, that orange school plays yeah. defense. But yeah. when he came out of North Carolina, uh, yeah, that reminded me of the Trubisky pick and also the Niners pick a few years back about Trey Lance. Again, you know, Lance was a, a, a guy that was injured. He's coming from North Dakota State, really hadn't proved that much, you know, at that level and uh, questionable picks. Uh, how I feel about it? Well, I feel about it that it, it, it cost me a, din- a dinner, cost me a, a, a food bet. You lost a food bet? I lost a food bet. Breaking news. Stop yeah, the press. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and here's the worst part. Okay. I, I could handle losing a food bet to you or to Jay Schrader, but I'm losing it to that ham and egg or TJ Reeves because oh. he comes on yesterday and he's talking about, you know, these quarterbacks. And I go, listen, outside of Bryce Young, Nobody is a guarantee. And we'll see what happens with, with Stroud. Okay. But Young and Stroud. Okay. But after that, forget about it. I don't want to hear about Will Levis. And I certainly don't want to hear about Anthony Richardson. And so, yeah. So TJ Reeves said, Oh, yeah. Well, he's, he's going to go early. He goes, uh, you know, he'll, he'll go in the, in the, in the top, you know, six or seven. And maybe the Raiders might slug him. I said, No way in the world. And then I said, I said, he won't even go in the top 10. Well, I threw that number out there, of course, right? And so that led to food bet. But in here's the deal. Just because it happened, this is what I'm telling TJ Reeves, doesn't mean it's good. All right. The, the, the Colts, I don't know what they're seeing with this. 
All right, again, Anthony Richardson. If anybody watched watches college football, and I watch it pretty darn closely, this guy has major accuracy issues. Okay, you talk about a guy that doesn't play much and you know st- starting game, only thirteen games. Yeah, in remember this is the SEC that aside from Georgia and maybe Alabama was kind of a down SEC year as well too. Uh, I do not believe that Anthony Richardson has the skills, especially from an accuracy standpoint, reading defenses and all that. Sure, he's an athlete. He's got athleticism, but that just drives me nuts because that does not mean that you're going to be a top-tier quarterback in the National Football League. So we will have to see. And then so many pundits today are saying like, oh, that's a great fit though, you know? I mean, he's got, you know, the former Eagles offensive coordinator and now he's the head coach there in Indianapolis and this is going to work perfect. There's a big difference between Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. and Anthony Richardson. Huge difference. I mean, make a difference. They're not the same guy. They're not in the same vein. Their game isn't even close to being the same. So Anthony Richardson at number four, that is a joke. What I see probably the smart thing to do for Indianapolis. So when it comes to quarterbacks, they really haven't done anything <laughs> smart. I mean, since Andrew Luck, okay, it has been a carousel of quarterbacks. Is it six and six years? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So... I'd rather have Jacoby Brissett. Okay, they they had him. <laughs> I'd rather have him. Than, as I'm saying, but you got you know Minshew is now the bridge quarterback until you know whatever they yeah. decide to do with him. I would see what would be smart to get him worked into because you do have your quarterback. You know that Minshew's going to be okay. Just you know as as a fill gap, bring him along slowly. Use him in a role like the Saints did with Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. Have some plays designed just for him to get, get him some plays so he, that every game he's got a little bit of a game plan to gradually get him accustomed. And you know, I always like to make references back to the Steelers. Remember the Steelers with Cordell Stewart? They got a couple good years out of using, you know, slash and, you know, and the different, the plays that were just, you know, the big difference was Cordell Stewart was great in college. I mean, he could do it all. Anthony Richardson was not great, and there's a limited sample size. You know, but there were those glimpses that got everybody. Oh, know. the ceiling, yeah. the ceiling. You know, you know. I know what you're saying. Know. All right, uh, Jalen Carter. Okay, the controversial defensive end from Georgia. Uh, he drops to the Eagles. They trade up, get him at nine, and then they get his teammate Nolan Smith at the thirtieth pick. So. Kudos to the Eagles. We'll see how this happens, uh, how this, un, un, you know, pl- plays out with Jalen Carter being in Philadelphia. So, uh, but there's, you know, there's mentorship there in place. So it may work out uh, for him. I, I, I agree with the move for the Raiders, you know, you know, passing on him. And obviously they thought about him defensive end. They go with the linebacker instead with Tyree Wilson. Okay. So, uh, Bryce Young goes number one to Carolina. Okay. Figured that CJ Stroud. Maybe a little bit of a shock. Houston, they were non-committal what they wanted to do. And then what I thought was great to see Houston move up and wheel and deal with D'Amico Ryans, you know, from Alabama. And of course, you know, defensive coordinator for the 49ers gets the head coaching job with the Texans. He picks Will Anderson from Alabama and Will Anderson is probably the safest pick in the entire draft. And he was pumped up. D'Amico Ryans is pumped up. Kudos for Houston. And if CJ Stroud can be decent. This could be a steal of the draft, both these guys. Yeah. In, as far as the Raiders, you know, passing on, they, they didn't have a choice. 
They had to. It, it's just, I agree. It was yeah. just they couldn't risk the PR hit if that didn't work because you know of the off the the field issues, and it was just too soon to the you know to the rug situation. So right. that was a no brainer there. Um, I like it for Philadelphia, and, and as you said, I like that they got themselves back into position and was able to get his teammate. <laughs> I think that's going to actually help having. The two of them. Yes. Okay. Agree. Yeah. He can feed off the other in, like you said, with, you know, mentorship and maybe keep them on the right path. So I, in, I haven't seen a pundit yet that hasn't put Philadelphia as one of the biggest winners in this year's draft. The one, there's a couple that was a little bit questionable to me. Um, Detroit trading down, bypassing, taking the shot at the Texas running back where, the Lions have never had a good running back. Well, you know, the, how many running backs have come through since Barry Sanders? Okay. They just can't get a running. And, and here's one of those, you know, total agreement. Everybody's the, you know, this is the best running back in, in the draft. Okay. This is a team that's just now starting to learn how to win again. Okay. They had a really promising season last year. They had a lot of big leads that they couldn't hold. Well, what's the best way to hold a lead? Be able to run, run the, the football. football in the fourth quarter. Right. And they don't take him. Atlanta, who was one of the best rushing teams in the NFL last year, gets even stronger. You know, gets him, makes the deal. I, I thought Detroit whiffed there, in my opinion. Number 12, um, Jamar Gibbs is, is a very good running back, but he, he was even shocked that, uh, he was selected there. Uh, B. John Robinson was actually the top rated, uh, running back out of Texas. And, you know, he went eight to the Falcons. Right. With so, Detroit pass. Yeah. Detroit traded their pick away. Right. Right. Yeah. And then they end up, uh, you know, going running back anyway and yeah. getting him. So yeah, that, that was very questionable. I like Gibbs. I mean, in, you know, Gibbs was their guy because he had over a thousand yards, uh, receiving out of the backfield and rushing as well, too. But yeah, it, it seems like a little bit of a reach because, you know, running backs now, I don't want to say they're a dime a dozen, but we're, we haven't seen a running back go that high since Saquon Barkley did, you know, a few years back. But and you, you know, would rate Robinson better than him, right? Yes, I would. I mean, they're close. They're close. They're, they're kind of different running backs. Um, you know, I'll take a running back out of Alabama, though, probably over a running back from Texas. The only thing I don't like about Robinson, they're both average over six yards a carry, but I don't, Robinson's not that physical. Uh, he's got some pass blocking issues. And as you know, when you get to the NFL, if you want to stay on the field for all three downs, you have to learn to block. So I think that's a question mark for Robinson. I think, you know, Gibbs is better at that. And of course, he's schooling her Nick Saban as well, too. So, yeah. And, um, you know, as far as, you know, going back to the, the Eagles situation, we talked about with, with um, Nolan Smith, uh, you know, and Jalen Carter being there. Well, I think another thing you're talking about leadership and you make bring up a great point there, but they also, you know, have another, uh, player who was on that roster from last year from Georgia, who was actually the best defensive player on that team the year before and who actually, who was the mentor to both of those guys. And, uh, so he's there as well too. So if there's ever a, a spot where maybe it could work out for a guy who's coming off the, off the field issues of, of Jalen Carter, I, I agree with you. I think that, uh, that Philadelphia is a situation in the case there. So we'll see how it all works out uh, there. All right. Also, uh, the breaking news today as well. Lamar Jackson, he gets his deal five years with Baltimore. $260 million, 185 guaranteed. 
That's going to be $52 million per season. They got the deal done. It happened basically on draft day. Thoughts about your boy, Lamar Jackson? <laughs> well, we'll see how this works out. The Ravens, the, you know, they kissed and made up, and everybody is supposedly happy, and they went out and got him a brand-new shiny receiver to throw to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, everybody's happy in Baltimore. Well, I still just can't get past that playoff game and not mm-hmm. seeing him on the sidelines. Yeah. I, I'm fine that he didn't play. He's hurt, but you're not hurt enough not to be on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. With your team and mentoring your backup, yeah, with the playoff, I know, I know. So that that's my problem with that. He got his money. Um, Baltimore, you know, they had to pony up after you know the the money that you know Jalen Hurts got. But what's this going to do for you've got in the very near future? Joe Burrow's contracts coming up. Justin Herbert's contracts coming up. What are these guys going to get? <laughs> Okay. Sky's the limit, my friend. You know, oh, Welcome sorry, the you guys day don't, NFL. You don't run the football though, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you might not get hurt as, as soon as the other guys. But what are we going to pay you? It's mm. it's going to be fun. I know we tease Jay all the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the quarterback is that you, you were born in the wrong era, buddy, <laughs> and he knows it. Him and Burline, they know it. <laughs> Unfortunately, five years, two hundred sixty million, hundred eighty-five uh, guaranteed, fifty-two per season for Lamar Jackson. Uh, can he stay healthy? We will have to wait and see, but. But uh, he no franchise tag for him, so he's got to be happy. Uh, you know, the Ravens said that they wanted him all along. He's our quarterback. We want him. We want him. They made it happen. All right, we are live here from the Las Vegas Aces uh, new training facility. It is fantastic, the multi-million dollar facility. Uh, Asia Wilson will be joining us, uh, Becky Hammond, uh, and one of the newest Aces that uh, fans are, are not familiar with. Uh, come over from Australia, Kayla George. She'll join us a little bit later on. And then Natalie Williams, the general manager as well, too. So we'll talk some Aces. NBA playoffs tonight. I am looking forward to Tonight's action between the Kings and the Warriors. The Warriors try to close it out. And then also the Memphis Grizzlies will try to stay alive with a victory in L.A. tonight against the Lakers. So the Lakers up uh, three games to two, as are the Warriors. We'll talk about that. Keys to the victory and a whole lot more as we get ready for an exciting night of basketball in the NBA and also a great weekend uh, as well, too. But like I said, live from the training facility here for the world champion Las Vegas Aces, T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo in the house on this fabulous Friday. What's going on? It's Kelsey Plum, and you're listening to the T.C. Martin Show. And we are back here at the brand spanking new facilities for the world champion Las Vegas Aces here in Henderson. Uh, it is uh, glorious. It is fantastic. And uh, some members of the media getting a chance to, to check everything out here. And then, you know, a few of the players are here hanging around, too. Especially one that's like, you know, hanging out in the food room, hanging out in the massage chairs, hot tub. And, oh, she was gracious enough to come by and hang out with us for a little bit. We're talking about the two-time most valuable player of the WNBA, defensive player of the year. There's so many accolades. We could just go on and on and on. But the one and only, my favorite, number 22, Asia Wilson in the house. What's up, TC? Good to see you. Good to see you. Okay, so... um. I've been talking a little bit about this, so be prepared. Uh, I am a little disappointed because you come empty-handed. You know what I was expecting today, don't you? My bottle of champagne. No, no, no. Uh, We took care of that before. uh, Where are my ruffles, girl? (laughs) I need my ruffles. (laughs) You know I love ruffles, and you did not deliver me ruffles. 
That's my bad. I did. I dropped the ball there, but I got you. What is up with that? <laughs> I got you. I got you next time. You do. I got you with like seven bags. Seven bags. Seven bags, all yours. Okay. So we know <laughs> that our listeners and everybody have been watching the commercials. Yeah. This Charles Barkley commercial with you and him and Jason Tatum and, yeah. and LeBron James. Uh, <laughs> we'll throw him in there because you know he didn't get picked. You know. <laughs> so talk a little bit about how that came about and the actual filming of that. Yeah. Uh, it's been super cool. I think they, they filmed it kind of separate from me because uh, I was – in playoffs and right. i couldn't stop to go so that's when that went down huh yeah they okay. filmed when i think it was maybe game three or something when yeah. we were not close to vegas <laughs> and it was hard for me to get out there so i had to film afterwards and i had to talk to their cardboard faces and i <laughs> literally still see them faces in my dreams to this day uh but it was just super cool i think i'm one of the only WNBA players that's with ruffles yeah. so it's kind of like a a, a a sibling not rivalry but we're all coming together as family when it comes to ruffles so it's super dope to have them and stuff like that yeah. All right. <laughs> let's hear let's hear Asia in the Ruffles commercial. Barkley for the Ruffles. Hey, Charles. <laughs> what the? It's barbecue time. Nah. Chuck's it's always been a little, a little twisted. twisted. <laughs> Jason? Everybody Bell. knows you love cheese, old man. So he's six. Let's do this. I do like cheese. Old? Ouch. <laughs> an old Mr. 20 seasons? 20 and counting. Well, count on not getting picked today. Yeah. <laughs> Ruffles, choose the flavor that speaks to you. So how many I'll takes did it take you for that? Man, yes. it took me a smooth, I want to say a smooth five takes, but the scream <laughs> really? was the one. The scream took forever, though. Woo! It took forever because they're looking for this type of scream, and I can't yeah. scream on demand like that. Right. So, like, I only scream from scared. So, like, they had to take a lot <laughs> or, of different takes. Or what about a game-winning bucket? Yeah, yeah. one of those. They're like, you know, get an and one. I'm like, but I'm not playing. So... <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot, but no, we had a lot of fun with it. And then mm. when we went to NBA All Star, we did the hot dog uh, right. kind of stand with Charles yeah. and JT. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. That is cool. Yeah. All right. So how how many bags of uh, ruffles is in the uh, the Wilson household? Man, I feel like every single time my parents leave the house, they come back with two bags. Is that uh, right? It's it's crazy. They try to like when they're sold out. I'm like, yeah, my parents pretty much has the whole store, and they give them out as gifts. <laughs> like we may find people that look for a bag in Columbia. My dad's like, oh, I got one in my car. Like here you go. So yeah, it's a lot. And then I have boxes just because Ruffles sent them to me. So right. It's been good. Yeah. Okay. So you know, I I, I talked about this on my terrible Tuesday. Uh, uh, edition uh, uh, that I'm, I'm really upset about Frito Lay and Ruffles because have you seen the price of Ruffles in the store? No, they, they've gone up, girl. It's like over six Man. bucks a bag now. And, and, and I have this my my theory behind it is it, it's it's because of you yeah, and Charles, Charles and LeBron. It's all this marketing. You know that's where all the money's going here now. Doing well at our but I'm still spending it just so you know. <laughs> but now I'll feel better if I get a couple bags from you. Then I'll I feel much you. better. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Got to make sure you get some. I'm, I'm a regular guy. I, I like my ruffles have ridges i'm old school as you know yeah you know like you know pops and, yeah. and your mom to like we're old school i like them ruffles have ridges yes. <laughs> so uh here's another thing so we're seeing you a lot in the ncaa tournament we're seeing you at at&t yeah all right so i i want more asia and all our listeners are saying this too more asia less lily <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. No, Lily's actually that's a really true. Cool person. Yeah, she's she's a great. It's super fun just getting a chance to meet her because you see her so many times and you're like, oh my god, you're a real person. Uh, but no, Lily has been super dope, and yeah, I've had a busy off season. 
I know you have. Mm. So what else have you done besides making these uh, comical and awesome commercials? <laughs> uh, I mean, other than working out, I've just been hanging out with my family, yeah. uh, just trying to get closer to them. Uh, and they're going to come out here soon. But I've just been having a lot of fun doing nothing. I've just really? been chilling, living life. See, I know you like that, too. Yeah, I went to the zoo like for the first time. I've never been to a zoo before. And I really? had a chance to feed some ligers and mm-hmm. see a jaguar. So I've been living. <laughs> <laughs> How much time have you been spending here in Vegas? Uh, it was off and on. I at least would be here. I try to get here at least like twice a month, just kind of be here for a couple uh, a week or so. Okay. Just getting it. I missed the time Usher was mm. here. It's kind of yeah. sad, um, but mm. it's okay. I'm gonna see him soon. Yeah. Uh, but no, I've been here off and on a little bit. See, Usher's just like you. You know, you both have residencies. Here. I mean, yeah, you know, like, you're, you're all good. At some point, we're just gonna be kicking it, going out to lunch or something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like manifesting it. I love it. Uh, what do you think of this facility? Oh man, this facility is amazing. Uh, if anyone has an opportunity or a chance to come out here, I think they should. Uh, it is a place that we could really call our home. Like anything that you can think of, we have it here. Anything that we need, we have it here. And it's such a homey feeling and it looks exquisite, classy, elegant, mm-hmm. all the whole mm-hmm. nine. So I love it. The thing about it is you, okay, we, and we talked about this so many times before, but I love like going the way back machine with you when you first got here in 2018 yeah. and you see the entire evolution of yeah. this franchise from the number of people that started working, you know, yes, with the aces yes. to where it is now, those practices where yeah. you were relegated sometimes to high schools yeah. and, you know, <laughs> in the back end of, of the Thomas and Max center and all yes. that. And now you've got this Yeah, going back into 2018 when your name was called and you first came to Vegas and first came in that studio when I was broadcast. Can you, could you have envisioned where you are today as not only uh, career wise, but just this? Uh, I mean, yes and no. I mean, this is something that you, this is what you want. You want the evolution and the growth. You want to be able to see it and watch it grow and be a part of it and to show people it doesn't happen overnight, Mm -hmm. but the change is coming. And, uh, when it came to the change, I knew it was going to look like this. I knew it was going to be top notch a hundred percent because that's what we are. And this is what we do. It's the culture of who we are. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, going from the dungeon at UNLV (laughs) to, here, uh, you said that. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's I, good though. It's, it's the right. dungeon. It's the oven. It's the I call it anything because I'm like I cannot see in this gym. Yeah. So now where it's like lights everywhere, uh, it's it's a beautiful thing to see, and I'm honored to be you know Las Vegas's first uh, draft pick uh, in the WNBA. Yeah. I, I hold that title to to a higher standard than yeah. MVP because they trusted me, and for yeah. us to grow and to build and win champion mm-hmm. a championship here, uh, the best is yet to come. How do you handle it all? We, we talk about this every year, it seems yeah. like. But seriously, you <laughs> you handle it remarkably well because, you know, your time is, you know, people are always banging on your door and calling you, want, <laughs> wanting you to do stuff. You, yeah. And for the most part, you know, you don't turn turn people down. And again, you now you got all these great endorsements. So it's all coming for full circle. And, you know, for me to watch you, it, your career is just getting better and better and better. I'm not talking about on the court, but I'm just talking about, you know, your brand and everything. You got to be so proud of that. Yeah. I mean, I'm super proud. And I mean, as an athlete, we're always taught to kind of be humble and kind of bite our tongue a little bit because you don't want to get too cocky. But at some time, sometimes you just got to take that step back and say, wow, like I'm really blessed and I'm really good at what I do. (laughs) Like I'm really good at it. And and, and it's not in a cocky way or it's in a more of a confidence way. And I think that's my biggest thing. I want to beam confidence. So it translates to everyone around me. And, And it's something truly special. And I still look back. I think it's finally starting to hit me of the year that we had last year. Yeah. And I love that because it just makes me hungrier and greedier 
year because I want that feeling again. I'm addicted to that feeling that we had last year, and I'm excited that we get to do it now in a facility that's for us. Uh, and I'm, I'm just ready to have fun. <laughs> the MVP, the two-time MVP, and the Defensive Player of the Year because you're so proud of that. So we always yes, got to talk about yes, that. Yes. Asia Wilson <laughs> in the house here in her house, the brand new Las Vegas Aces training facilities. Speaking of that fantastic season last year winning the championship you've had a little time now to let it all soak in what memories really stand out for you when we go back and we look at 2022 um man what memories i know there's so many but there's there is there one or two that kind of really stand out i know the obvious thing is like okay maybe the final buzzer you're in connecticut Uh, you throw the ball up in the air or you know you dancing back back there or the parade there's all those things but is there something that during the course of 2022 that yeah. really stands out for you personally? Uh, probably it was either around All-Star or after All-Star. We kind of went on a losing streak. We mm-hmm. went on a losing streak and you literally thought the world was coming to an end. And everyone was like, what is going on? What are we doing? How is this? And it was one of those moments where we kind of took it in and was like, we're okay. Like, we're good. Yeah. And I think if you would have looked at that and we just changed into a whole nother team and I think that was us building that championship feeling in that championship mindset of like, no, we're about to really do this. And I think that will always be in my head because it was hard. It was hard because you start off so well and then people want you to fail. They want to see what's going on in Vegas. And once we kind of got our head on straight after that losing streak, I think you saw probably the best of the aces mm-hmm. uh, at that in that season. So I'm, I'm excited to kind of get back to that. Mm-hmm. Got a couple of new teammates. I do have a couple of new teammates. Somebody you know very well, Candace <laughs> yeah. Parker. Talk about Candace. Oh, man. Great addition. Great, great, great addition. I mean, I'm excited just to pick her brain. To Her IQ is through the roof. I'm so glad I don't have the garter anymore. <laughs> Check that off of my list. Yeah. Woo. Uh, but I'm excited just to play alongside her. I mean, we even got Alicia Clark. We got Kayla yes. George. Like, we have yeah. everybody in between. We're bringing different people in different situations and they can help us out. And I think that's so key. And I'm excited just to get out there on the court and play and have that chemistry and rock and roll together. You and Candace have played together, uh, yeah. Team USA. What is your relationship like? Uh, it's been super dope. I think can't, I, it's crazy because when I was on my visit to Tennessee, decided my college team, she was getting her jersey retired. And that was like our first time that we really kind of met. And it was just super dope. I mean, she's been my role model. There's been time where Candace was my whole wallpaper on my phone. Like it's so, <laughs> it's a surreal moment, full circle. And I'm like, oh my God, her lockers are across from me. But I'm not even fangirling no more. I passed that because like that's my teammate. Now, now. you're going to be, you're in the post. You're going, give me the damn ball, okay? Yeah. Now we're going to probably- You're on my wallpaper. Give me the ball. We're going to probably cuss each other out now <laughs> as teammates. Uh, but no, I, I'm super excited just to have those new additions to, uh, to our team. Mm, outstanding stuff, Asia. Yeah. Okay, looking forward to a, a fantastic season. It's, yeah. you know, everybody says it's, it's always tough to go back to back. You've, you've heard that over and over. <laughs> it is, but I think it's also a mindset. I think I don't yeah. necessarily look at it as going back to back. I look at it as just winning another one. I yeah. want to win another one. Yeah. That's my, that's my grit. That's my grind i want to win another one i want that feeling of winning again and that's what we're going to uh, try to do i'm not going to try to harp on too much of back to back and back to back and defending champs and mm-hmm. eh, i look 2022 is uh behind us uh i, I loved it it was a great year 100 percent uh but now i gotta dial into now all right how yeah. close you've been following the nba playoffs uh, a little bit a little some 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 who you got oh my gosh who do i have i don't know i got i think oh 
I think Milwaukee, uh, not Milwaukee. I think Miami and New York are going to be a really good series. Uh-huh. I think that it's going to be a really, really, really good, tough series. Uh, I have them as probably the number one series that you got to watch. Yeah. Um, on the West, yeah, what's, what's going to be cool about out. that is playing the Madison Square Garden. That that's that's back. Dope. And that's, yeah, like I think you know, the energy, by, like yeah. the Knicks have been waiting. The Knicks fans have been waiting on this moment. Yeah. So I think the momentum there is going to be super dope. Yeah. I think the Lakers are going to, I don't know. It's going to tell a whole story today. <laughs> right. right. It's going to tell a lot. Right. How about the Warriors? The Warriors? Hey, you I still, never you, sleep on the Warriors. You can't, I would right? never sleep on the Warriors, but Sacramento, yeah. they're playing some good basketball there. And I think they're changing the culture of their team yeah. and fan base. So I think this is the first playoff where yeah. we have a lot of great series. And I think that's special. I can see you and Steph doing a commercial. <laughs> yes, we need to. Right? I feel like our vibes are the same. It is. It is. <laughs> Girl, always great uh, seeing you. Uh, yeah. Training camp starts this weekend. Yeah. You ready? It's time. it's time to rock and roll. Okay. Can hardly wait to see you on the floor. Uh, and I know fans can hardly wait to see you around town. We're going to see a lot of you. The world champion Las Vegas Aces are going to be back opening the season in Seattle, May the 20th. And then the 27th at home. Ring night. Ring night. <laughs> have you seen the ring yet? I have not seen the ring yet. Okay. I'm excited. I got on my pinky. I got a size for my pinky. So I'm excited. Really? You went yeah, pinky, huh? Yeah, I went pinky. So it looks really big. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on the other thing? You're a South Carolina I'm waiting on your yeah, now I gotta fill up one? the whole hand. I gotta fill up my right hand by the end of my career. So, look good. <laughs> You're talking like Sue Bird now. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, Asia. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. She is Asia Wilson, the two-time MVP. When we come back, Becky Hammond's gonna join us. We are live from the Las Vegas Aces training facility here in Henderson. TC Martin, Marco D'Angelo here on a fabulous Aces Friday. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Aces with Lovestock, picked up by Gray. She can go coast to coast. There's three, there's two. She's going to launch from three. Chelsea Gray for three. The T.C. Martin Show. Jackie's got it. Ace's got numbers. Three on two. To Plum for three. KP, ring it up. Boom, shaka, waka, waka, boom. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. T.C. Martin. To Bay. She's open for three. She sees it. She's got the bucket. One, two, three times for Bay Bay. T.C. Martin. And you got that right. Money won't change it. Raquana. Bay Bay Williams. Boom. This is the greatest show. The ball is in the air. The Las Vegas Aces have won their very first WNBA championship. The doctor is now in. Uh, This Friday edition of the T.C. Martin Show coming to you live from the home of the 2022 World Champions of the WNBA, the Las Vegas Aces, their brand new training facility. And uh, it is open and uh, our nice little studio here. So we'll be doing shows here periodically as we get ready for the season to begin on May the 20th. And the Las Vegas Aces will be playing a exhibition game the week before that on the 13th and training camp starts this weekend so we are back and ready to go with the las vegas aces the world champion las vegas aces tc martin with you along with marco d'angelo in the house appreciate asia wilson for joining us last hour if you missed that go to the website check all of that out 
That'll be up at tcmartinshow.com a little bit later on today. And hear from the reigning two-time MVP defensive player of the year. Becky Hammond is going to join us, the head coach and the reigning coach of the year uh, this hour. And uh, Kayla George, the newest member of the Las Vegas Aces, you will get a chance to meet her coming from down under from Australia. All right. Marco. What's going on here, my friend? I know you're loving this facility. You're getting too comfortable here, my friend. Don't fall asleep. And then you got to sit next to the MVP. I did. I'm not used to sitting next to an MVP in a booth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe not, you know, an athletic one. or Well, I should say that because, you know, I'm pretty athletic. Um, (laughs) (laughs) State of the art. I'm totally impressed. And, uh, you know, this is... You know, new standard for WNBA. The rest of the teams are going to have to step up their game to compete. And Mm -hmm. as you talked with, you know, Asia about repeating, and she's got that fire in her eye, you know. You can see it, huh? You you can see that uh, she's ready. And, uh, you know, it's different being the hunter Mm -hmm. to being the hunted. And you got to figure that once the other uh, teams start seeing, you know, pictures that will be out on, uh, you know, social media later today about this facility – they're going to want to beat them even more because, <laughs> like, we don't have this, you know. Or it'll have the Candace Parker, Alicia Clark effect. Is like, I, I can hardly wait to get out of my contract so I can maybe play for them. Yeah. That's, and that's the real part about this. You know? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, we've talked about it, you know, so many different times that this is not a hobby for Mark Davis. It's, he's in, you know, full bore and uh it's great and it'll it'll change the game i mean we're going to see you know we've seen it with the travel arrangements already things being changed and it's going to up the game and we saw last year with tv coverage and such you know the wnba is is gaining in popularity you know it and you bring a winner to this you know to this town that's our first And we talked about everything we have, and you know we're going to have the A's pretty soon. <laughs> I mean, who did you ever think you would see this fast? Not this fast. And again, especially after all of the resistance for all those years. And you know, I I came here for the first time in '92, uh, my first stint here in '92 to '99. It was like. It was boxing, okay? And one of the reasons why I wanted to move to Vegas, not only for radio, uh, and doing a show here, but, you know, it was the world championship boxing home, you know, mm-hmm. for every major. So to me, that was enough for me with Vegas. You know what I'm saying? And sure, you had minor league teams, you know, the stars and all that kind of stuff. You had UNLV, again, you know, very relevant at that point in time, you know, coming right off the Tark years, you know. Gucci Robe, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was the excitement. And there was always that talk, well, how do you think Vegas would do, you know, for with the pro sports team? And then it stopped right there. I mean, they would shut us up when we talk about it on the radio. Don't, don't go there. It can't happen. It'll never happen. The NFL, the NBA, uh, Major League Baseball, they will not even – Think about that. Don't even talk about it. And then slowly but surely. But yeah, you know, the ground was broken by Bill Foley and the Knights and the Maloofs. I give the Maloofs the ultimate credit. You know, love the Maloofs. And again, that relationship goes, that I had with them goes back to the 90s, you know. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, it's once it got cracking and rolling and then it just started to steamroll and it coincided with the community, you know, the housing and everything else that was going here and, you know, corporate America coming here and everything as well, too. But the bottom line is it's the acceptability of the gaming industry, especially the sports gaming industry. I think, you know, once you knock down that barrier, that wall came down, then sky's the limit. 
Yeah. And we have not only all of our stuff, but we talked about the basketball season, how many different events you had the conference tournaments we have in college football, the PAC 12 championship game here. This is a destination. We're, we're going to have the Super Bowl you know, this year. This is a town that knows how to throw a party. Okay. And I'm not saying that, you know, meaning, you know, that we're just, you know, a drunken town. We know how, because it's a convention town, mm -hmm. how many, you know, we house some of the largest conventions in the world comes through Vegas because we're set up for it. We're, we're a city of hotel rooms. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. that's never going to be an issue in Vegas for hold, holding an event. Yeah. Formula One's going to be here. <laughs> uh, it's it's mind-boggling. It's not so much fun right now driving around Vegas, <laughs> yeah. preparing for all of this stuff. And uh, you know, last night was a nightmare. Uh, you know, it team. You know, getting in and out of T-Mobile because of all the the construction over there. But just think what this is going to be. You know, when you're sitting in the A's ballpark and you're looking back at the Las Vegas Strip. You yeah. know, with, with that backdrop where they're located, that's, it's going to be pretty incredible. Yeah. The, uh, A's definitely, uh, coming and, uh, you know, 2027 season and it will be right around the corner with everything else. And again, everything that you mentioned, mm -hmm. let's don't forget. Yeah. We've got a Super Bowl coming. We've got a college football national championship game coming uh, as well, too. Mm -hmm. And guarantee you there is going to be, uh, more, you know, World Cup. Uh, soccer type of events, you know, here with international soccer coming through, which is huge. Yeah. You would said to me years ago, Formula One, I would just say, what are you talking about? Oh. I mean, I mean, you go back, you know, when I was here, like in the nineties and there was always construction on the spaghetti bowl. It just never stopped. It was like, Oh, we're going to Formula One. I mean, it, it just, it would take you a long time to get from the east side to the west side or vice versa with the strip, all that construction. But no, it's, it, it's mind boggling where it's come here. And again, it's, it's, this is the feel of a big city. And there were always a lot of people that said, Oh, this is going to become like, you know, you know, LA, which way direction that'd be north, <laughs> you know, but and, and it's kind of coming that way. But Hey man, I, I, I love Las Vegas. I think I speak for you as well too. You know, I have no desire to go down to Southern California really anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have a desire to go to Dodger stadium and you know, it, even though the, you know, the crypto.com, which used to be staple center, that's a nice arena. I'll take T-Mobile arena over that. You know, I'll take the A's ballpark, you know, once it's constructed here, you know, it'd be 35,000 instead of Dodger Stadium and all that stuff. I'll take it. And again, you know, Mandalay Bay is great for the Aces. We've got this training facility, Allegiant Stadium. I know a lot, there's a lot of buzz about SoFi Stadium. People like to talk about that, but I've talked to people that have been to both and, you know, SoFi is nice, but, you know, just from, you know, getting into the stadium and being inside once you're there, Allegiant, it's great. It, Concerts, everything, you know. We've got it all, and it's a uh, you know the only thing we don't have that will keep me going to Southern California is we don't have Del Mar and we don't have the Pacific Beach, so you know right. that'll keep me for the summers uh, heading to uh, Southern Cal. But uh, we've got it all: restaurants, entertainment, right? Sport. I mean, you can do it all here. All right, all right. Uh, like I said, we are here today at the brand new Las Vegas Aces uh, training facility. Uh, the twenty-two. 2022 world champions here. What a fantastic facility. And we heard from the reigning MVP last hour in Asia Wilson. And now the reigning coach of the year joins us. The one and only Becky Hammond in the house, in her own house here. 
Becky, what's happening? Well, you know, enjoying the new digs. I'm telling you. How do you like your new I house? Mean, do you have a stepladder for this chair? <laughs> Jeez, um, how am I supposed Let's, to get in this thing? It's all right. Okay. That's all right. Hey. Hold, hold on. No, well, we, that's higher. We can bring it down here for the point guard. Okay. I mean. Okay. We just, we just had your, you know, all world forward, you know, center, whatever you want to call her. Okay. slightly taller than yeah. me by about a foot. Yeah. What do you want to do here? I mean. I mean, can that what, go down? I'm sure. I don't know, but I'll get up into my high chair. Don't okay. worry about it. I got it. <laughs> This is hilarious. It's all good. All good? All right. Good. All right. Let's see. You tower over Marco right now. Well, because you just jacked me up six inches. I'm like on a lift over here. How's it going, Coach? I'm good. How are you, Ben? Good to see you. Thank you. It's good I, to be here. I want to know about your off season. okay? I've been watching you on ESPN. Congratulations. Doing your NBA stuff. Thank you. So how, how, how have you felt about all that? It's been fun. Actually, it's been fun. Um, one of my funnest, you know, off seasons, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a whirlwind, honestly. Yeah. I can't believe the season's already happened. I mean, it's just went like that. Right. In, um, in a good way. Right. right? Um, got to spend a lot of time with my kids. So, yeah. um, it's been all good, but I, I enjoyed my time at ESPN. Um, the crew I got to work with was, was super fun. Um, and helpful. They, they just helped me manage that verbiage, you know, that yeah. I'm like, <laughs> So I was going to ask ABC, you. what end of block two, right. down three, what? I don't know. Okay. But so they were super well, That's helpful. a little bit different than, than down screens, pick and rolls and th- yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I was like, if we're down two, I traps. understand and can do something with that. Up three, I know those scenarios, but B blocks and C blocks right. and all that, I don't know about that. What has been the biggest challenges for you with, with that job? Um, Really, it was just time. Um, They were so good with just working with my schedule. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I just told them, you know, I only wanted to work a certain amount of time um, because I didn't want to be away from my kids. Um, and they were just really great. So I guess at, at the end of the day, just the travel in and out um, of L.A. Uh, and but they were great. They Honestly, they were great. No, you, you, you were great uh, uh, on there as well, too. So you have you got a chance to spend most of your off season here or where you've been traveling? What have you been doing? Uh, I've been everywhere and nowhere all at the same time. No, a <laughs> <laughs> lot. Uh, a lot of back and forth. Mm. Um, obviously my kids still go to school in San Antonio. Um, mm. so a lot of time back there, but, um, a lot of speaking engagements, a lot of, mm. um, I spent some time with some family, got to get back to South Dakota a couple of times. Uh-huh. I can't remember the last time uh-huh. that happened. Mm. Um, I got to be home on Christmas and like even Thanksgiving. So that, that was is weird, weird, right? Right. Yeah. Um, what's that been like 15 years? I'm, I mean, it's L- been more than that. Yeah. Well, Thanksgiving for sure, because, yeah. um, you know, I was playing overseas for mm-hmm. probably seven, eight years. Right. So you always miss Thanksgiving. Um, we would get breaks from overseas mm-hmm. to come home for Christmas. I mean, you'd put it in your contract. Um, but for the last eight years, um, with, with, with the Spurs, obviously, um, when we were good, we were playing on Christmas Day. <laughs> and then as you start to, you know, do the rebuild whole process thing, um, all of a sudden, yeah, Christmas, great, off. Christmas is off. <laughs> so funny how that works. But anyways, um, yeah. So just, I, I was in Florida fishing and spending time with family down there. So I just, um, I went to Turkey to spend some time with, um, Chelsea and Kia. Okay. Um, you know, in and out when, when we had different events here. So just, like I said, just. Awesome. Everywhere. Are you ready to get back to the grind now? So ready. Like, really? 
So ready. Okay. Yes. So obviously the big question, and everybody always talks about how tough it is to go back to back. Mm-hmm. How do you handle that type of, of mentality, especially with a message to the players and to curb any type of complacency? Um, first of all, complacency is the natural thing that settles mm-hmm. in. Right. Um, and I, I, I'm pretty straight shooter with them, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I'll just be real f- upfront and honest. Um, people hate you. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You're right. right? Yeah. Like they, pe- hate, they hate winners, don't they? Well, the thing is, is I'm like, there's not one win that will carry over. There's not one loss. There's not one shot, not one point, not one piece of work um, that carries into this next season. Like you have to get up and you have to do it all over again every day, every moment. Um, and the goats understand the, the moment and the presence and the opportunity that present himself each day. So I want them to be present each day um, and understand that entitlement will lose you your title. And so you have to go back and you have to earn it all over again. You have to work for it all over again. Um, and that nothing carries over except for the hate that will still be there. <laughs> and that's okay. And, and, and we don't mind that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. um, you know, the target got bigger on our backs. Um, you know, if they weren't tired of hearing about us last year, they were tired of hearing about us and Tom Brady and everything else has been the facility. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just like, uh, which is fine. And, um, and it's also great for our league, quite frankly. But here's the thing, Becky, this is a hard team to hate. You know, you might want to say, okay, the other 11 teams, they I'm want, talking about the 11 other like, teams. Like yeah. people, if I'm a player, I'm so tired. If I play for another team. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I want to beat the Aces. That's, here, that, that's the standard. We're setting a standard with this facility. Right, right. So right. we don't we don't mind that, but just understand what comes with that. But there is, uh, and I think you know this better than anybody, you've got people out there like Candace Parker, Alicia Clark, that are just thrilled to be here, that we're you know, maybe saying, okay, I hate this team or whatever. But it's like, I think deep down inside, you know, every player said, man, I'd like to play for that team. Well, you know? what's great is... They're on our team now, right. <laughs> A. Yeah. But B, like, it's something I'm going to ask them. Like, Candace, how hard is it to repeat? How hard is it? Like, she's the person in the room that's been in that situation. Right. Alicia Clark's actually been in that situation. Correct. Seattle has never repeated. Right. Um, and she won a couple with them uh, in Seattle. So it's incredibly hard. Um, and it's incredibly hard in this league because uh, – it's a small league. It's hard to win at all in this league. And people are like, well, there's only 12 teams. I'm like, which makes it harder? <laughs> yeah. Because I just want you to envision how deep the talent pool, if the NBA was 12 teams and you saw them so uh, frequently where you absolutely know each other inside and out, it gets harder. Mm-hmm. Go run your plays when everybody knows what you're doing right. and execute and, and try to win that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an extremely tough league to make as a player, um, and it's an extremely tough league to repeat. Um, those great Minnesota Lynx teams didn't do yeah. it. Um, it's something that hasn't been done for a long time. Um, but I know myself, and I know these girls, and they do like challenges. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And the thing about it is, too, I think that, you know, look at your core roster here. You don't have anybody that that complacency would even 
kick in, I don't think. And I think it's a natural thing for everybody. You've had the accolades, you've had the success, you know, the parade, the rings in endorsement deals now for several of them as well, too. Mm-hmm. But I just... That's so I, plum. I, I'm so I, tired I, of seeing your face. I love your face. Right. And I but love you. You've got a bunch of hungry dogs. <laughs> you really do. I mean, think about, you know, from Asia to Chelsea to Plum, they're not going to kick back. You... I mean, I, I just, so when people say, oh, it's so hard to do it. Well, it is, it's impossible to do, but with the core that you still have here, I don't see, I, I think they want it just as bad as last year. Well, that, that's the great thing about having competitors, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and it, it's, you know, when Natalie Williams comes to me or, or Nikki, uh, comes to me, what do you want first? What What's most important to you? Competitive. I want competitors because at the end of the day, they'll do all that other stuff because that's who they are. It's in their DNA. I don't have to pull it out of them. It's just who they are. And uh, luckily for me, I got a team full of it. So um, if we do see any signs of complacency or entitlement, um, we're going to nip that crap right in the bud because that's, that's a surefire way to uh, have missteps and, and early exits from uh, opportunities that, that we want to take advantage of not be eliminated from. Mm-hmm. Becky Hammond joins us, the reigning coach of the year of the 2022 World Champions Las Vegas Aces. They're brand new facilities here. Talk about your new home here. I mean, you've been around a lot of not only NBA arenas, around the world, everything. How does this compare? I mean, it's 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 top-notch. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's in the conversation of... um. NBA, WNBA. I mean, they they didn't. <laughs> Mark did not. Uh, he didn't mess didn't around. Huh? There, there is nothing missing here. You know, and it's funny because when it was being built, um, I went with one of the architects, and they're kind of giving me a tour, and I was like, "Man, like, what is Mark saying?" She's like, "He calls and is like, what else do you need?" <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love that? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> and 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 honestly, he, that's the guy that he is. I mean. Mm-hmm. Nikki will call me, Mark, what do you need? I'm like, I got everything I need. Thank you very much. Now I just, you, you don't, there's, there's no, um, you have the support, you have the tools, um, you have the leadership um, in place to give you every opportunity to be successful. And ultimately, um, that's what you want to give people, opportunity to be successful. Go back a year ago. Was this part of the maybe lure for you to come here knowing that this was coming and everything else as well too? Well, absolutely. I mean, you know, a year ago I'm a free agent coach Mm -hmm. and, and he told me what he was building, um, what it was going to look like, how much money he was putting into it. Um, so yeah, the free agent coach, free agent player. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a draw. Um, but more importantly, more importantly than the building itself it is the intention behind the building. It is the belief behind the building. It's the belief behind the product um, and the support of how he looks at women Yeah. Um, and, and what they can accomplish. Your roster. Let's talk a little bit about some of the acquisitions. Let's start mm, with... Let's. let's. Let's talk about Candace Parker. Okay. You coached against her. You uh, Now she's here. Played against her. Played against her. Exactly. So Finally, she's on my team. Yeah. <laughs> so talk a little bit uh, about that for you. Uh, you're probably more giddy than maybe she is, right? And oh. What do you got in store for her? And t- talk about the conversations, what led to her signing with the Aces. Well, um, 
obviously very giddy. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. if she's more giddy than me, that's a great problem to have because mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty giddy about getting her in the mix. Um, you know, when I was a, a few years ago, when I was watching them play Phoenix um, in their championship run when, when she was with Chicago, uh, I just saw... And I had watched Candace, I had played against her, but her just all out, um, commitment to win, whatever that looked like. Some nights it was passing, some nights it was scoring, sometimes it was rebounding. But this maturity that she had uh, in her game, in her approach, in her mentality, um, I just remember seeing it in that Chicago a couple of years ago. And then you, you know, fast forward, because at that point I had, really zero intentions or ideas that I would be back in the W I'm just watching kind of as a casual fan. Right. Um, and so then to, you know, go back and coach and, you know, it's interesting because when I sit down and I have my meetings, which I'll have meetings with, with all the girls that, uh, are, will be in an aces Jersey this year. Um, I can, this is areas when we played against you, this is what we thought. Mm-hmm. What did you think? That when you thought, you know, when you go back and you say, um, how hard it is to repeat, like, Candace, how much did you like us last year? Like, tell me about that, you know, <laughs> because I can tell you what we thought of them. Yep. Cause they were the defending champs. Correct. And we yep. wanted to kick their butt because right. of it every time. Right. Like, you want to earn respect, you want to gain that, you go beat the champs. Yeah. And so that's the target that they had on their back. And so, she gets it two years in a row, I guess now. <laughs> <laughs> She's, um, but, uh, you know, it, it's going to be interesting because I really respect her basketball mind. Um, and, and she's just, she's a winner. She's won at ev- literally every level. When you get an alpha like, like her and really the team leader, cause she always been the team leader, the go-to, uh, MVP of, of that team, whether it's the sparks, whether it's the, the sky. Now she's coming here and she's got to fit in. I mean, mm-hmm. she's already joining an elite roster, an elite team, uh, a team that has great chemistry. Uh, how, how will she react, you think, to that? And I'm sure you've already had those type of conversations because for some players, it's maybe a little bit more difficult that, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to have as many points, rebounds, and assists, mm-hmm. okay? I'm towards the end of my career. Mm-hmm. How, how do you see that uh, playing out? And what what is the conversation been like? Well, she's already aware of that because she yeah. asked me about it. You guys have great chemistry. Yeah. You guys had so much fun. Like, that's something I think people, I mean, when you think about, like, do you want to come and play here? I think that was probably one of the most attractive qualities about our team was like, you could see they truly liked each other out there. They had fun playing and the style that we play, quite frankly, I think is a fun style to play. If you're a player, like we get up and down, uh, there's a lot of balls being shot, balls being whipped around the gym. Um, so I think we play a fun style, but Candace knows that. Um, and Candace, you know, it's hard. One of the hardest things to do even as a coach is, is to, to coach an aging star. Right. A goat. Like she, she'll be a first ballot hall of famer easily. Um, she has more championships than all of us. So she's coming in here. So I think it's wise of me to, to utilize that, but also be just very clear as I can be with, with the role, the new role, but she knows what she has around her. Um, and, and she wants to, that was one of the first things she said to me. She's like, I don't want to be a distraction. I just want to fit in. Like, and I'm like, in ways, this, this might be your easiest year of basketball ever because I got a bunch of studs that are in their primes Mm -hmm. that their motor is go. Like (laughs) they got go, they know one speed go. Um, and so she'll figure it out, um, on how to interject herself 
when maybe defenses are playing her different? Cause they are going to play her differently because yeah. when I'm looking at our, our, how you're going to game plan against us, right? You, you, you always build out a plan of, okay, ABC offensively, ABC defensively. And I'm like, who, who you want to, who are you living to with? Right. To, what are you living with? Right. What right. are What are you What yeah. are you willing to live with? Um, coming in to play against us, and um, her mind probably will be the greatest asset to this team. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, how she sees the game, how she thinks the game, how she communicates. Mm-hmm. Um, just a couple of years ago, she was a defensive player of the year. I mean, mm-hmm. we're already going to do some things defensively differently than we did last year. So I'm excited to do these little tweaks because yeah. she just allows you to do things mm-hmm. differently on really both ends of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, having that facilitator passer um at the four spot um like that's a luxury that's a <laughs> you know that's a that's 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 going to be different so i've been green there you yeah, know yeah i've been toying with a lot of different things in my head of like what we can do um to utilize uh u- utilize her strengths and and really i like i said i, I think it's going to be a lot of fun for her i think in ways this will be her easiest uh, game like year, probably ever. Like the defense will not strictly be locked in on shutting you down. Yes. That's not going to happen this yeah. year. And if it does, great. Yeah. And we're we're a uh, equal kind of opportunity offense in a lot of ways. In the sense of, you want the ball, run. If you're open. You will get the ball. It will be demanded of everybody to play the right way, even Candace Parker, yeah. Asia Wilson, che- all of them. And they all know that. Yeah. And it was learned very early last year, like what the, uh, what the standard would be. Mm-hmm. And everybody will be held accountable. Alicia Clark has been one of my favorite players to watch. Mine because, too. Uh, I just love her game. And a lot of fans may not be too familiar with her, but I've always kind of called her like the glue stick. Mm-hmm. You know, when she was with Seattle. Give me your thoughts uh, 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 with her and what do you got planned for her? Oh, pro's pro. Um, my dog defensively. Uh, she mm-hmm. is just ste- Mrs. Steady. Um, she can guard one through five at times. Uh, underrated rebounder, probably a little underrated. You know, she probably led, I think you can fact check me. I think when she was in college, she led the nation in scoring at Memphis or she mm-hmm. went to some small school, mm-hmm. um, got cut in San Antonio and then went to S- Seattle, found a niche right. and just made one hell of a pro out of herself and has continued to impact every team in a winning way. Um, everywhere she's gone. Um, but defensively, the things that we're going to be able to do with her, um, and even offensively, um, she's, she's kind of sneaky offensively in, in a way, but, uh, knockdown shooter from three, especially in those corners. Um, but ultimately somebody who just is a great veteran, um, knowledgeable, uh, she's just going to help us out in a lot of different ways. I'm super excited. She's like that that ace in the pocket, yes. like that that yes. that chip you had yeah. that nobody knew you had. Right, like, <laughs> right. The, our fans are going to love her. And you got to love these veterans that you got. Talk about aces in the pocket. I yeah. mean, I mean, you got experience. You got people that that have rings and. You know, here in four weeks, everyone's going to have rings. You know, yeah. it's like, it's, 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 it's fantastic. Kayla George. T- yeah. What can you tell us about her? I know she came over from Australia. Mm-hmm. She really didn't have much success in the, her short stints with Phoenix in, in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Why Kayla George? Oh, I just think her growth curve. I mean, if you go yeah. over and you watch what she's done, um, 
in the uh, international game, her numbers this year that she put up in Australia were just stupid. And I'm like, I don't care if you're playing in the YMCA. Those numbers are dumb. <laughs> um, uh, somebody who really understands, does some really basic stuff that you would probably be like, ah, oh, it's boring, but like just helps you win. Yeah. Um, she is a basketball player. Um, who would you compare her to, say, NBA-wise? You so... And I don't say that I, I love Jokic, like mm-hmm. Jokic to me. Mm-hmm. I, and he's somebody when you when you talk about I like look at Luca. Mm-hmm. You know Jokic. Um, some of these guys like they're not the greatest athletes, right? Okay, but, but they the, get it done. They they are <laughs> basketball players. Yeah. They understand angles. They under, uh-huh. understand how to impact winning. Um, so she's somebody who can shoot the three, passes very well. But just a, almost like a facilitator, just her movements to get the ball one side or the other, just knows how to play the right way. Great teammate, great turn. Like, I'm so uh, excited for her to kind of get in the mix personality-wise because I think our girls are just going to love her. Um, and she's going to fit in with the group so well. But very good rebounder, passer, can score in the block, can pick and pop, mm-hmm. short roll. I mean, she's just very versatile. Um and again, somebody who, okay, if I had to sit there and say we got to run their offense through Kayla, maybe we're not going to be. But as a piece, she's a tremendous piece um, to what we're trying to do. And I think she's going to add a lot of value. All right. Final thing here for you. Talking about, you know, uh, tweaking maybe a few things with these uh, new players and everything. What have you thought about during this off season as far as system wise, is everything pretty much going to be the same? Are you tinkering with stuff? You adding stuff? What's going through your mind here? Um, the base of a lot of the base will be similar. Um, the same. We're still, you know, I thought we made strides. I, I there's, there's things offensively that I want to see us do better. Um, but the identity piece is what I'll be hammering home. This is what it looks like. This is what I expect both offensively and defensively because um, coming in, you know, we, we, we got off to such a great start last year and then we kind of hit this, this lull. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the thing this next year, we, it's not going to be easy. You know, la- last year, even with our run, like we're this close. There's a thin line between <laughs> winning and losing, like a half a second, actually. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. You know, so it's not like we just roll through. The league is very good. It's very competitive. It's not going to be easy. But when you hit that adversity, I hope our identity is secure and, and firm enough and built up enough that we can withstand that hit and, again, retain who we are and continue to be who we are, um, which I see um, – and I don't, like I said, I don't say this lightly, but, and I'm going to challenge them because I think they're that good. Um, but you could be one of the greatest teams that women's basketball has ever seen. And that's saying a lot because yeah. I played against those Comets teams yes. that three-peated, by right. the way. No, we're not <laughs> right. just talking about repeats. Yeah. Um, you know, I played against Lisa Leslie yeah. when they won back-to-back. Um, so I don't say that lightly, but that's how I believe in this group. That's That's what I believe lies within them. Seems like so many things are in place. I mean, from the roster, from the talent, the facilities, everything else, a great home court advantage uh, at the Michelob Ultra Arena, you know, everything. But like you said, you still, you got to show up, you got to play. And it's all going to start with you this weekend with training camp to, to get it cracking. So, well, I mean, just look what happened the other day. I mean, 
eight beats of one. Like, this is why you yeah. go out and you play the game because nothing is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I don't care who's the front runner. Who's, mm-hmm. you got to go out there and you got to perform and you got to be at your best. Yeah. Um, because this is sports and this, at the end of the day, this is why people watch because nothing is guaranteed. Yeah. Absolutely. Becky, appreciate the time as always. Uh, looking forward to a fantastic season. Looking forward to all those pregame chats again <laughs> as well, too. I had a lot of some fun with that. Fantastic. But, uh, you've always been fantastic, uh, with me and, and everybody. Uh, really looking forward to another fantastic season. And congratulations again on all the success that you're having, uh, not only with the aces, but off the court and everything. All right. Thank you. Appreciate you get, it. Yeah. She is Becky Hammond, the reigning coach of the year of the Las Vegas aces. We come back. The GM is going to join us. Natalie Williams here at the brand spanking new Las Vegas aces training facility. It is the TC Martin show on this fabulous Friday. Hi, this is Becky Hammond, head coach of the Las Vegas aces. And you're listening to the TC Martin show. We are back here at the brand spanking new facility for the Las Vegas Aces, the world champion Las Vegas Aces. Appreciate Asia Wilson for hanging out with us today, the head coach, Becky Hammond. Why not close the show with the general manager, too, as well? The one only Natalie Williams, one of my all-time favorites. What is happening, girl? (laughs) Oh, man, this has been an amazing day to get to share this incredible facility with, um, you know, the media and... Finally, pictures get released. Yeah. <laughs> Man, talk about the, the, the picture Nazis out there. I mean, they're like, okay, no pictures. Can't do this. Can't do that. It's like, okay, how about 4 o'clock? Oh, you're good. You know, yeah. 4 o'clock, we'll release some pictures. How's that? Yeah, now like, there'll be plenty of pictures online. So I'm glad everybody finally gets to see it. Yeah, no, I totally understand that, too, as well, too. I mean, you know, there are a lot of guys in the media that like to be that breaking story type of person and this and that. And I just never really kind of understood that. It's like, you know, hey, this is your facility you guys break the news you know you guys yeah, we're here to promote it and and do everything but uh it is fantastic i, I appreciate the tour from you uh a fantastic tour guide oh thank so, you so like you know i mean she got gm duties he's dealing with rosters and players and uh you know now she's my tour guide this is great i do it all where else you want to show me around you know got some good food places uh yeah, yeah. actually <laughs> usually I, I, I do. <laughs> there we go so you, you and I can exchange you know you know food tours all the time yeah we'll have to uh, go out sometime yeah absolutely you know and uh, uh and Natalie's great on the road too I mean you always count on Natalie for for road suggestions because I was going to Connecticut and and Seattle and stuff I was like okay Natalie give give, give me the places to eat. Yeah. You're you gotta, strong. You got to find them. You know, I, yeah. I got to look on the map quest and see all yeah. the good places. But Nikki Fargus also has some good suggestions. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's talk first about this building. Um, you knew about this building, didn't you? I mean, as far as, you know, when you were hired that this was kind of the vision. And we asked Becky the exact same question. Was that kind of the lure? I mean, everything that, that has been going on with this franchise when the transition from the MGM to Mark Davis and then, you know, getting Becky and Nikki and all this other stuff. I mean, what about this? Yeah. I mean, I knew that this was um, something that the ACEs organization was getting. I knew it was in the works. Uh, we saw the walls go up. Um, and when I, you know, got, got this, got here last year and got this job, I mean, it was kind of a whirlwind, <laughs> but knew that this was coming and to finally realize and be in the building. I think we've been here now four weeks. Um, just an incredible facility, something these young women definitely have deserved. And um, we're just happy to share this and be the leaders in the WNBA on, on the first ever WNBA facility. 
you know, we talked about with Asia, you know, going back to 2018 and remembering that sometimes they would have to, you know, practice at high schools or going like to the dungeon, as she calls it, at UNLV and, you know, those practice facilities. And now to come full circle, heck, let's go back to like when you played <laughs> in those facilities. I mean, talk about the growth of this league, not just this franchise, but I mean, you had some less than stellar playing conditions, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, when I played for the Utah Stars, uh, which is now the Las Vegas Aces, um, you know, we practiced at Franklin Covey, which was just a kind of a private rec center. <laughs> and you know, we didn't have locker rooms. Um, there was no hot whirlpools or okay. any uh, anything other than they brought in two taping tables. Yeah. You know, that's all we had and, and maybe some ice. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> How come you weren't at the Salt Palace or the Delta Center back nope. in the day, huh? No. Nope. Yeah. We played in the Delta Center, <laughs> yeah. but you know, we didn't use those facilities and I don't right. I'm sure it's improved a lot there from what they have in the NBA, but mm. we didn't have all of that stuff. So mm. just the fact that these young women get this incredible facility and all the equipment, I mean, the water treadmill down there <laughs> is amazing. I mean, I I just want to get in it for fun. Yeah. <laughs> so now with this great training facility where everything is encompassed, you know, this is more than just a couple, you know, great basketball courts. Okay. Like you said, you've got, you know, you got cryotherapy, you got massage, you've got, um, you know, film rooms, the executive offices, uh, you know, a fantastic cafeteria or, you know, probably a restaurant, you know, who knows? I mean, you got everything here. How does that now change and kind of take us to where it was say last year, the last couple of years compared to this now, how does that change the operational procedures, especially for the team? Well, I mean, a year ago, I mean, we start training camp here in two days. And last year, we, you know, thank you to UNLV for allowing us to use their facility. But I mean, to have to roll up in a gym that's not yours. And, you know, we were able to utilize one court there. Um, thankfully, it had six baskets. But to not have the ability to right after that, get the girls in a, in a whirlpool, um, do any kind of you know, great treatment there that they need or some conditioning, strength training, and to have it all here in one facility is just amazing. So, um, from where we were last year to this year, it's just night and day. And I mean, thank you again to Mark Davis for this incredible place. It is outstanding. There's no question about it. All right. So the roster, uh, you've done a fantastic job of constructing this roster and then kind of incorporating, you know, this facility in not only having a championship, I mean, how much does your phone ring like during the off season of players that want to come and play here? Um, well, I mean, more so from agents, right? <laughs> I understand. <laughs> but, right, right, um, yeah. you know, I, I really worked hard in the off season to go out and look at what would be the best fits mm-hmm. for our team. And I mean, Candace Parker, knowing she's a free agent, um, knowing she knew about this facility, her wanting to play for Becky Hammond. I mean, that was probably the easiest sign. Um, going to see Kayla George at the um, World Championships in Australia. Other, If I wouldn't have gone there, I would not have seen her. And she is an incredible player. I think a lot of people are going to be surprised. Um, she was the WNBL MVP mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Just an amazing young woman. Um, great teammate. Uh, an incredible passer and a really good three point shooter. So whenever she's in the game with Asia, Asia's not going to be able to be double teamed. Mm-hmm. If they do, we'll be knocking down some threes. Right. But um, and then Alicia Clark, um, just one of the best in the WNBA. Yeah. She's unfortunately, I think, someone that 
may get forgotten about from other teams. They'll look at our roster yes. and that's going to be uh, a downfall for the other team. Yeah. She's I, incredible. I just said that to Becky. Alicia Clark's always been one of my favorite players to watch because she's kind of like that glue stick and maybe kind of unsung, but what a player, what a competitor because uh, she can do it all. And you got all these veterans and you got people with rings, you know? So it's like, yeah. uh, it's, it's a fantastic mix when you, when you look about it. when you're putting this roster together though, how much do you look at chemistry as well, too, in factoring in personalities, especially blending with a team that gets along so well? And as you know, that that's not always the case, you know, with, with teams, right? But you've got pretty much a, a core that really cares and loves each other and plays for each other. And then now when you're bringing in these other pieces who are excellent basketball players, how much you factor in personality? For me, it's a hundred percent character too. Yeah. I mean, character, um, and how they will fit in with our team chemistry. That's, um, I think for me, most important. I mean, we already know we have the talent here, so we want to make sure whoever we bring in, I mean, you only get 11 or 12 spots and in order to win a championship, you have to trust each other and get along well. And I think people don't realize how important that is. It really is, especially, um, at this level. So, um, very happy with what we brought in. I think that all three of those main pieces will um, just get along with everyone and hopefully we'll get another championship. Mm. Let me ask you, going back to, to Kayla George, why great success in Australia and part of the Opals, the, the, the national team. And like you said, what four time, you know, champion or player of the year back there. She's had a couple stints with Phoenix and Dallas in the WNBA, not overly successful, end up getting released from those teams. Why do you think that happened? And what do you see that will you believe will give her success in this league now where she hasn't had it in the past? Well, after seeing Becky Hammond's offense now for a year, um, just how spaced out it is and how much um, they rely on three-point shooting and spreading the floor, Kayla, to me, was a perfect fit, not only because she's a great teammate and how she connected with her Australian team uh, with chemistry, but she's an incredible passer. She's almost pass first and, and sees, you know, the floor, high basketball IQ, but great three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. And so I thought her being 6'4", you know, really coming in and being able to help out inside a little here and there, but also stretch the floor and um, spread out Becky's offense. Mm-hmm. You got no problem uh, with the words back-to-back, right? No problem Repeat. at all. No problem, right? <laughs> Not at all. And we were talking with Becky, and I want to get your your thoughts on this real quick, is that, you know, obviously there's always that complacency factor with a lot of athletes, and it's always, it is tough to go back to back. But with this group, it just seems like you got a lot of dogs, you got a lot of hungry players here that I just don't see that in their DNA. I mean, it's real easy, you know, the accolades and Vegas's first championship, the parade, you know, a lot of them now getting endorsement deals outside of this to be very, very comfortable. But then when they come show up this weekend with training camp, uh, do you expect to see that dog focus come out again? I really do. I mean, they've, I mean, watching the workouts so far this week, um, you know, the leaders, Kelsey Plum, I mean, she has come in faster. Doesn't she, she just live here? I mean, does, I, I mean, she's... <laughs> no, we don't allow her to do yeah, that because yeah. <laughs> she probably would. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, Kelsey has been working extremely hard. I mean, Becky Hammond said that she's come in even faster than she was last year. And... Um, Makes sense, though. You're yeah. removed, you know, from the injury, you know, right? right? So right. even further down the road now that's... 
more yeah. healthy. Um, and we're a veteran team. And so, um, you know, Asia's driven and she leads the pack. And then when Chelsea Gray gets here, I mean, she is the maestro. She's the leader of everyone. She's, I want to say the head of the snake, but, um, she keeps everybody in line. And, and then at the end, you got Sydney Colson who just brings the fun. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but, but it's important because Sydney is one that keeps everybody relaxed because yeah. they are a very driven yeah. group and you don't want it to get too tight because in order to win, You've got to be able to be loose and, and uh, play in that way. Was that one of the main reasons you brought Sydney back? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sydney's – and, and she's and a great team, worker. Each team needs that. And yep. she knows what her role is. Yep. And she's not going to be one to complain about playing time, right? Yeah. And she is someone who um, on the basketball court works mm-hmm. extremely hard. Okay. Um, watching her out here, she's a true professional. Um, she's great with her teammates. She's great with her coaches. Um, and she's – you know, I mean, she does everything she's asked. Mm-hmm. Nally Williams, she is the general manager of the Las Vegas Aces. Look forward to a fantastic season again this year. Can hardly wait to to be part of it once again and to be here in this fantastic, beautiful training facility. It's awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. No, no Thanks question. for being here. Yeah, we appreciate it. Uh, we're going to close out uh, talking a little NBA playoffs tonight. You, you want to hang with us and give us some thoughts? LeBron you, all the way. You're going LeBron. Oh, yeah. All right, He's Mark. my favorite. What do you think, Marco? We got, we got Lakers in a closeout situation tonight against Memphis, the higher-seeded team. John Morant looks pretty healthy. What do you think happens tonight? Well, full disclosure, last time they were in L.A., I had Memphis plus the four and a half when they went to overtime. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah, that. You yeah. weren't a happy camper. I wasn't it? a happy camper. They lost by, one. what, five? Five yeah. in overtime, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I think it's going to be a good game tonight. I know the love for LeBron and AD, but uh, mm. Memphis is up and coming, and if they can, uh, they need to get out of a quick start. Mm. They've got to take the crowd out of the game tonight. If I had to play the game, which I didn't give it to my clients tonight, but I leaned to Memphis. All right. What do you think, Natalie? Well, I, I think Memphis has done a great job. I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan of Jaw. Mm-hmm. Um, but LeBron is my guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a closer. You guys know it. Yeah. I mean, he's incredible. They're on their home court. He's not going to let them down. You know it. He's the guy. We, we know it, huh? <laughs> Lakers win tonight. Okay. See, LeBron's your guy. You know who my guy is. I'm a Steph guy. Steph's my guy. Steph's amazing, but it, it, LeBron is just, he's the king. Yeah. <laughs> he truly is the king. Okay. Yeah. So let's go to the Warriors and Kings tonight. Warriors close it out? Yeah, I'm going to say so. Okay. Yep. It's been a fantastic series. And, uh, you know, getting a chance, uh, you know, I was at game one in Sacramento, and it was electric. I mean, the Chase Center's electric as well too it's going to be off the hook again tonight i'm just wondering if this five o'clock early start time is going to maybe have an effect because i don't think the chase center is with the commute the way everything goes there might not have a full building right away until six o'clock yeah that's it yeah <laughs> so hopefully and we've seen the warriors they they like to fall asleep a little bit they get talk about complacency i mean they always feel that they can overcome everything and they're a little bit careless with the basketball that always scares me about this team so hopefully they get off to a good start tonight but uh warriors kings warriors are up three games to two they're playing at home tonight what do you think Warriors are going to win, and I think Steph has eight threes. Eight threes. She's yep, calling going eight. for eight. It, what about Clay? You know, this is one of those Clay games too. Usually, Clay Clay's been the master of game sixes. Yeah, um, he'll he'll have some threes, but I think Steph's going to shine tonight. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll talk tomorrow and see if it's. Yeah. Or you can call me after. Yeah, uh, well, Text me after. I think it's going to be eight threes. Eight, eight threes. What do you think, Marco? I'm on Golden State tonight. Yeah, winning the game in Sacramento. That you know. 
that's putting pressure on Sacramento that we talk about it, you know, an up and coming team, mm. but they got to pay their dues first and their dues are loose <laughs> to the, the Warriors in this series. So, uh, it was a good learning process for Sacramento. I think mm. they're going to be a team to be reckoned with next year, but Golden State closes it out. Okay. And then, uh, what about in the East, Natalie? Who do you like? Boston, Philly's starting tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I like Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of hard not to like Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Marco, what do you got? We got, we got two, we got games. We got, the, we got the Knicks in Miami and then we've got uh, Boston and Philly. I'm looking forward to Knicks Miami because it's going to be the closest to old school basketball yes. as you can, you yeah. can get. It's not going to be, you know, up and down. I mean, like last night looking at the Boston Atlanta game, uh, you know, I look up at the scoreboard and it's in the hundreds and there's like a minute left. And then I realized third quarter. It was, that's the end of the third quarter. Right. <laughs> you know, we, we got a whole nother quarter to go. This and the NBA game has, has changed so much uh, with the, up and down the court, but it's going to be nice to be old school, especially in, like you said earlier, Madison Square Garden. Yeah. How long has it been Man. since there's been a significant basketball game it, in Madison Square Garden? Yeah. And Spike Lee will be there, just like he always is. Oh, that same seat. I don't know which jersey he's going to be wearing, but, uh, you know, isn't it kind of cool to see the Knicks, though, back? I mean, you know, in, in playoff basketball. Yeah. It's about time, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's been a while. <laughs> All right, I want to thank everybody that uh, has made this happen, uh, including Natalie, uh, Becky Hammond, Asia Wilson, all for joining us uh, here today. Uh, I hope that this uh, we got carte blanche here with the studio because uh, I, I think we need to be doing more more shows here. I like it. Yeah. You're welcome anytime. This, this is great. I, I appreciate it. The facilities are great here um, in Henderson for the Aces, uh, deservedly so. Mark Davis, what an owner, continues to just uh, supply this franchise and this city and the Raiders uh, with, with everything they need uh, for success. But uh, the bottom line is uh, with your leadership and Becky's and these players' dedication, I mean, that's really what it all comes down to. And uh, we're looking forward to this season, especially – the home opener on the 27th, ring night and everything. Have you seen those rings yet? I actually have. Ooh. Yeah, they're incredible. How about a little tease? Nope. No. <laughs> Just like this, you know, no photos. But uh, <laughs> they're they're amazing. And again, these, these women deserve it. But uh, yeah. Las Vegas is going to be very impressed. No question about it. All right. Uh, remember, get those season tickets, too, at LVAces.com. Uh, the ticket base is growing. Nearly 6,000 season ticket holders. Uh, and you got to be at the Michelob Ultra Arena for the opener on the 27th. 40-game schedule this year, too. The WNBA is growing and growing and growing, and uh, the Aces just are, are really kind of the brand right now, right? World champions. You got it, baby. <laughs> Natalie, appreciate the time as always. Thank you. All right, appreciate Marco, I want to thank you. I want to thank Numchuk back in the studio. And if you miss any part of the show, go to the website at tcmartinshow.com. you hear those interviews up with Asia and Becky and Natalie a little bit later on. We've got great basketball tonight on the NBA side. We'll come back Monday, recap it all for you. Have yourself a great weekend. Appreciate everyone with our good friends here with the Las Vegas Aces for making this happen today and looking forward to the great WNBA season. My